0: Five Things, First Thing with JR. Morning's Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds.
1: Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to February 16th, 2024. We uh, hope that the weekend offers uh, some relaxation and fun for you. Uh, the DJ, uh, the Dow Jones, trending lower, but S&P already in record territory. Looks like it's going to open even higher. So it could be another record-setting day on Wall Street. We uh, obviously heard yesterday from the folks in Kansas City who say that this, what we saw happen, was an altercation between two, two or three people that just went way sideways. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to some of the witnesses, and we, I want to share one, this is Jacob Gooch, Sr., who witnessed it and was also wounded. He's got busted uh, bones in his ankle and his foot. His son has a, uh, f- a bullet still in his foot, and his wife has a through-and-through wound in her calf. And um, he said this all started. Words were exchanged before the shooting began.
2: I personally did not see the shooter. I heard the altercation of the girl who, some a girl who said, like, don't do it, not here, this is stupid or something like that. Oh, wow. And then the gun, the gunshot.
1: And then the guy started shooting, and he says this guy wasn't directing his fire at any certain individual like you would expect in an altercation he started spinning and firing
2: she's my daughter said that uh some lady was like holding them back and people had started backing up and then he pulled it out and just started shooting and spinning in a circle What they said. So that's that's
1: That's indiscriminate, right? Right. Does and now they're saying this isn't terrorism. Well, maybe not. But it wasn't just a beef between two gangs, where they started firing.
3: Well, we don't know yet. Yeah. We have this one account from this man.
1: Okay. And there's a further part of the account that you were skeptical about. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. He talked about he was. He and his wife were kind of talking about this, you know, and this is, you know, sometimes these big crowds, things can get dangerous. And he said, ah, that never happened. This is a big celebration. And he said, and then I saw a certain group of individuals.
2: I got suspicious of a certain group of people that were there. We were standing on the side that we were standing on, that where the, the left side of the stage where the shooting ended up happening. And I, right before it ended up happening, there was this group dressed in all black about... Four, five, six kids, look like kids, with black on, black masks, and they disappeared into the crowd, and then the show ended, and as soon as we started walking out, it happened, and I, I wasn't a good witness, I didn't see, I didn't see anything.
1: Jacob Gooch, uh, speaking to CBS Morning News. But, you know, here's the thing. He never makes the connection between this group of black-clad masked individuals and the actual shooters. Right. Um, because he didn't see it. But, I mean, that some folks are saying, well, that sounds like Antifa. Well, you wouldn't be wrong. It's, But that, doesn't that sound a little more planned and a little more... Um concerning it, it if does if this is confirmed true. by police yeah. right yes and that's, that's the thing. thing but
3: this is just one guy's story i want to wait for more but that is scary and i think if you ever have this feeling that something isn't right then maybe you should go tell someone or get out of the way like yeah. go somewhere else yeah trust police your police can't be
0: everywhere but you would have thought that these guys dressed in all black with black masks that would have drawn the ire of wouldn't
1: that have drawn Someone. police attention? Yeah, yeah. instantly. Yes, and the people
3: that—if you've seen the tackle video of the yes. Good Samaritans—the person tackles not wearing black.
1: Right, right, right. In fact, I think the one guy—he was wearing. There was one guy that was brought into custody that was uh, wearing red. Now I don't know. He may have been one of the ones that I did see that picture. That they know. You know, he was I wearing think this chief's is so merch. Upsetting. But again, this
3: poor woman who has children who was there with her older son is dead now. Yeah. Because people just don't care about life.
1: Right. I, and we'll find out from the the uh, shell casing pattern whether or oh. not this guy was spinning. That, they're going to be able yeah. to confirm that pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh,
0: meantime, obviously, security front and center when it comes to the NFL draft in Detroit. Yeah. In the wake of the recent shooting incident at the Super Bowl victory party in Kansas City, Detroit Police Chief James White outlining the department's safety strategy for the upcoming NFL draft in Detroit this April. Chief White emphasizing... The meticulous planning process spanning over two years with intensified efforts leading up to the event. We're not going to change. Certainly we look at what's happened and we're going to study it like we study, unfortunately, uh, the other events that have happened throughout our country already this year. Uh, And just to learn from what happened, what what protocols were in place, what protocols weren't in place, Uh, we look at uh, everything from protests around the country uh, to those single actors Uh, and a number of other things. The department's plan for the NFL draft includes the deployment of helicopters, undercover officers, and designated gun-free zones, collaboration with local, state, and federal agencies underway to bolster security. And as preparations continue, Chief White says his department remains committed to providing a safe and enjoyable experience for all the attendees of the NFL draft.
1: I, you know, you've got to know that what's what happened in Kansas City is going to just even amp up their oh, meticulousness mm-hmm. Absolutely. even more. And, mm-hmm. and that's a, a good thing. Meantime, um, we've got a March 2nd caucus. We've got a February 27th primary. And there's a looming question in the Republican Party about who will be in charge of the caucus on March 2nd.
3: I can't believe we're still talking about this, honestly. But in case. <laughs> well, you, Christina
1: doesn't you want to go quiet. Now. No. no. If,
3: in case you don't know the background, there was this January 6th vote to unseat Christina Caramo. Wednesday, the RNC says it's Pete Hookstra and only Pete Hookstra as the leader of the Michigan GOP. And we had Mr. Hookstra on yesterday. The RNC recognizes him. President Trump does too. Then last night, all across the state, county Republicans held these conventions to select delegates who attend the caucuses. On March 2nd, Christina Caramo showed up to the suburban collection show place for the Oakland County Republicans are meeting and caused a stir.
1: She was heckled. She was cheered. And then she was called, I think, a disruptive force by the Oakland County chair. This is kind of like what it sounded. This was as I think some uh, congressional district uh, folks were elected who were sympathetic to her.
3: Yes, Deb Ross is a Karamo backer, and she was elected by the convention participants there to chair the ninth Congressional District's caucus meeting. She supports Christina Karamo. She says uh, she's the leader of the P- Republican Party. She let her speak last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Karamo, meantime, has released a video saying this.
3: This is egregious. that The RNC feels they have the authority to override the will of the state central committee and the delegates.
1: She says this is a bottom-up operation, not a top-down, and that the delegates have selected her. Of course, there's competing votes. There's a Tuesday hearing. For goodness sakes, let us pray that yes, this is that somehow is result. She this has is said mess. She has said if the court rules against her, she will then go away. Obviously, oh. this is disruptive. I understand you've got your supporters, but you're all pr- for President Trump. How about pulling all in the same direction? I can't think of any other party leader that wouldn't say, you know what, for the good of the party, I'm stepping back. If President Trump has endorsed Hookster, if the RNC is I will step back for the good of the party. She's incapable of doing that. No. You know, she she Clearly. still hasn't Eagle. she can't concede any election she mm. loses. No. Um but you know, she's Still got some pretty strong backers, but there's just this cloud now over that March second caucus.
3: Talk will she sue the RNC to prolong this even more? Will they hold a vote on March 2nd to vote on the real chair? I put that in air quotes. Yeah. I mean this mm-hmm. is you know, sh- She's a mess. in the
1: she's in the habit of calling other people rhinos. How about demonstrating that you're not one and act in the best interest of the party? And and be gracious and leave the field of battle. Um, Meantime, we've got President Trump. We have a big day today for him. Uh, It looks like that the uh, court in New York, uh, the Letitia James suit against him, the charges that he falsified documents, that he defrauded banks by inflating values of his properties, things like that. That will be determined today, what his sentence will be for that and what he will have to do and i mean one of the things is he may have to give up his empire uh they're talking a 370 million dollar fine against trump and his companies a lifetime ban on him and two former uh company executives uh, a question about whether or not it will be licensed to do business in the state of new york and a five-year ban for trump's eldest son so you've basically torpedoed his entire real estate empire And we'll see where that comes today. But, I mean, it strikes at the very core of who Donald Trump is and his self-image, which he has carefully cultivated. Uh, at the same time, we found out that we're going to have a March 25th trial date on the Stormy Daniels hush money case where he is accused of uh, falsifying documents there. we well, you know, i got to ask you guys something. So, you know, we've got these, these polls saying, well, I'm a Trump supporter, but if he's convicted of a felony, I probably won't vote for him. Do you think if he's convicted for, for Stormy Daniels, which is essentially covering up an affair?
0: That's a yeah.
1: I mean, yes, there. Are, you can say that there's important uh, criminal charges here. Do you really think people will change their vote? No. Or are they more concerned about the other stuff?
3: Election well, I think meddling, the other stuff is way documents. more yeah. yeah. And these other two sort of muddy the waters, you know, and. Uh, They've
1: brought the wrong cases first. first, yeah, yeah, and they've discredited the others, and then kind of thrown a cloud on them in the in the mm-hmm. process. Alvin Bragg and Latisha James could not have screwed this up worse. It's worse now. Fonnie Willis. Why were we going wall to wall with coverage oh, about her yesterday? Goodness. Other than the fact that it
0: had to do with sex, right? That's it. Tawdry humiliation is what I call can, we, can. Our media
1: just take a reality check here. I know it, it it can be consequential on the election interference case in Fulton County, but. What an embarrassment for her, for this so-called boyfriend. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the Trump lawyers did a great job yesterday of deflecting all of the very, very concerning issues of that case, putting to this the attention relationship. On, yeah. on them. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's really what it is about. It's delay and distraction. It's a very also, effective strategy.
3: Don't promote someone you had a relationship with. Then this never happens. Yeah.
1: Right. But by promoting him, she gets more money back because she's paying Mm -hmm. him money, and then he's taking her on lavish trips. It's self-dealing, and that's what it was really all about. When we come back, it's a brand-new sport. Kind of like we've seen the explosion of pickleball. Well, this is something new, and the first courts are being built here in Detroit. We'll hear from
0: the great Henrik Zetterberg, the captain, next on JR Morning.